It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 716. Georgie Boy here, going through all the interviews from the 24-hour live stream. And we're up to Michelle Battersby, who is the CMO at Keep It Cleaner and the former APAC Marketing Director at Bumble. Uh, this is a really interesting chat. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, Michelle Battersby. Michelle, welcome to the Hello. show. Oh my God. What are you <laughs> so you were saying was... you've got your acoustic guitar ready. What are you, what are you going to be performing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll come up with a song by the end of the show. Um, so, we'll see <laughs> um, so for, for people who don't know, you, you were at, um, at Bumble for ages. You were sort of um, doing amazing stuff, especially in Melbourne. I just feel like there were so many events and things happening. And uh, now you're at the the next big brand, which is Kick. Uh, how's, yep. how's things going uh, in ISO for you? Well, I'm from Sydney, so I moved mm -hmm. to Melbourne in November to start my new role at Keep It Cleaner. I thought it was going to be um, a blast. You know, Melbourne has a great culture, um, amazing restaurants, bars, and now I'm finding myself stuck indoors, um, unable to make any new friends. So... <laughs> It is an interesting time, um, but very grateful to be working for Keep It Cleaner that can help people at the moment whilst everyone is stuck inside. So you've got room Come for on. friends, in sync, Melbourne friends? In sync, <laughs> you got is I just thought it's teaching. You go, okay, Michelle, sorry. So you, <laughs> no, I missed what you said. You're saying I'm looking for a housemate. Or no, 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 not housemate. We're just, <laughs> we're in Melbourne and we're always looking for mates. Uh, do you want to... Oh. Like, Absolutely. I really need some friends. So once this is all over, um, yeah, yeah, I'm very available. We got Zoom as well. But anyway, so, sorry, TJ, back to you. <laughs> Josh, Josh likes to use these opportunities to book out his next catch-ups with uh, his new friends. So yeah. what's yeah. your, what's you your wish like? I had two, I was meant to have two <laughs> when I said friends. Um, Michelle, what's your, what's your schedule like at the moment with what's happen from uh you know iso and coronavirus i know that you i've seen you in at the office in south melbourne what how what's changed in your world and the keep it cleaner world well a lot's changed we've obviously had to adapt to the current climate um, and be really considerate of that this is my seventh week working from home um so the whole team has been working from home which means that we're online a lot um, you definitely have to be extra diligent with how you communicate things and just make sure you're checking in with everyone um, so it is it is a big change in terms of how we're working um, and then in terms of what my day-to-day -day looks like, it's really just about how we can keep targeting people within their homes. So we launched a um, virtual gym and our co-founders have been running live workouts for free um, on Wednesdays and Fridays for over a month now, which has been great. And that's been a key focus of ours. Um, I thought I, I thought I talked too much, so I was going to give TJ the stage, but I've, I've always got questions. <laughs> well, you go, um, the the idea is one for one. We do one. Yeah, but goes out the window the when we're doing a twenty four hour <laughs> uh, live stream. So bear I with normally us. fill bear silence, with and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to. I feel I'm feeling it. I know TJ's got something, and that's what happens. Um, what, what sort of what's your exercise regime at the moment like uh, being in ISO? I'm a pretty bad example, but I 
I focus a lot on cooking. That's my favorite part of the Keep It Cleaner app. I love all of the recipes and I've been doing that just to distract myself. I feel like mm -hmm. it's a hobby that you can definitely build on at the moment. But of course, I'm joining um, the live workouts and Pilates has been a go-to for me um, because I, you know, you don't have to break a sweat if you don't want to, but it's great to still tone up and get yourself moving, which is also so important if you are just indoors all day i'm finding myself getting a bit of cabin fever mm. uh, michelle what have you learned about um coming from a brand like bumble which I, I don't know who owns it there's not a face behind it other than i picture a bee when i think of bumble and then you go to kick and you got <laughs> the uh, laura uh, you know laura henshaw steph claire smith i think of those girls and i think about their brands that i know i connect with them what have you learned about brands that have someone behind it and then brands that are standalone like bumble so the owner of Bumble actually is an incredible woman. She co-founded Tinder um, and she ended up leaving ten, um, Tinder um, as part of a sexual harassment case, which is public knowledge. But that's why um, on Bumble, women make the first move. So there actually is quite a big profile behind that brand over in the US. Um, and then I, it was kind of my job to localize it over here. So I have actually dealt with that kind of a, face before but just never in the same country um, and obviously that is one of the great benefits of now working at keep it cleaner um, and the biggest thing that really stood out to me when joining was just the strength of the community that steph and laura um, have really cultivated and worked so hard um, to nurture and that's one of the most incredible things about laura and steph is they just engage in that community every day which is so unique for um to owners of an app to really show such care about the people that use the product. So I really admire and respect Steph and Laura for that because, you know, running a company is a busy job um, in itself, let alone managing, you know, we've got a Facebook community at Keep It Cleaner now of nearly 35,000 people and it is incredibly active. So they're great at really showing that care. Um, and I think, yeah, that's a really unique thing about the two of them. It, I feel like you were a big part of Bumble in regards to that sort of sort of front-facing stuff. Was it hard leaving? Did you feel like from an identity perspective you had to do like any personal work? Yeah, I think I, I did have an identity crisis when I left. Um, I went silent on all of my social media channels for a while actually um, and it was quite hard to deal with because I'd really found myself quite embedded in the Bumble brand. Um, so it was a hard transition um, in, in that respect, but I'm still getting to do, you know, a lot, you know, the same sorts of things that keep it cleaner. I think what's made it a little challenging for me is that I'm very used to running at a million miles an hour. And, you know, we obviously had some big plans um, to do with Keep It Cleaner when I joined and we've now had to change um, all of that due to what's happening in the world. So it's more just a personal struggle for me um, slowing down, which this mm. um, time in society has definitely made a lot of people have to do. Um, and I think it's just a personal, um, you know, it's a personal opinion kind of on how you turn, how you deal with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I've got my identity back now and now <laughs> it'll be identity. <laughs> what, what, yeah. What's the learning of 
identity though in that? Is there any sort of retrospectives where you're like, maybe I put too much here or, you know, I, I was thinking too much about this area. What's your thoughts? Yeah, that is a very, very great point. I think even now with what's going on in the world, it really um, brings in some added perspective. I flogged myself at Bumble um, and I loved doing that at the time and I needed to do that at the time. But looking back on it now, I probably should have prioritised myself, my personal life and my health better than I had. Um, and I think that's one of the best things about working for Keep It Clean and now is that I'm working for a company that really values um, mental and physical health and your well-being, and it's just so ingrained in the company. Um, so that's really helped with that. But I, I think just, um, you, yeah, I, I probably did just invest so much of myself in that one brand um, and looking back on it now, I probably could have been a bit easier on myself from time to time and that would have helped with the identity crisis as well, I think. I mean, yeah, just to follow up before, uh, before you jump in, JJ, um, do you think it's required though? Because you did such an awesome job, you could look at it as like, that's the way it needed to be done because that's the way I did it. Um, is there another perspective to that? Is there, there is multiple ways or do you, did you need to do that painful process of you know, uh, what you, what you did to achieve that great result? I think it's an interesting one because in a startup, um, it is a lot like a race against the clock. Like you've got to grow and you've got to grow quickly. Um, and I think that that's a mentality that a lot of the early starters bring into those companies. You really do have to dedicate a lot of your time to it and prove it's going to work. Um, and do it quickly, especially in tech. Otherwise, you may miss the moment. Um, so, so I think with Bumble, yes, um, I, I did need to do that. But also on a personal level, I just find I work more efficiently. You know, when when I do kind of live and breathe the brand. Um, so that helped even just on a personal level with my own performance. Um, and now I'm lucky because I can come in to keep it cleaner at a different stage where it actually is already an established brand. Um, and now I can really focus on how we grow and scale that. So it's a bit of a different requirement for me now. On the like, um, I guess, company culture, and I feel like you're a high performer, like obviously you were doing crazy hours and working all the time. How do you deal with uh, having colleagues or employees and setting expectations around what you expect? Yeah, so I would never hold anyone um, to the same standards that I hold myself to. <laughs> I'd probably have no one that would want to work for me. Um, I think that I, I really try to set a positive um, example. Like I put boundaries in place. I, I put this on my Instagram the other day, you know, if I'm working at 10 p.m., I would never send an email to anyone in my team at that time because, you know, they're not in the role that I am in and I don't expect them to be online or responsive at those times. You know, I will set um, triggers so it, it sends to them at, you know, 9 a.m. the next day. or real flex, you know. Yeah, really, really put the pressure on. Um, but I think that, again, like all of, you know, Kick is still a startup. Um, and I think that startups do attract, um, you know, driven, fast-paced, 
type people because that's the kind of culture that does um, exist in those kinds of companies. So there will be people who will just naturally um, want to dedicate a lot of their time to it. And I think as well, you know, when you have a powerful brand with a great mission that's doing great things um, like Keep It Cleaner, then it's much easier to also give that extra time to it because you actually enjoy it. I think there's been a real reframing around bums on seats in offices, especially with everyone getting shit done at home. What's what's it internal at kick with um, getting stuff done and, and the situation you're in and we've all been dealt? Yeah, I do think you need to be really considerate of different people's working style. Um, and I, I also think there are so many things that are going on within the home as well. You know, everyone will be affected by this moment differently. So it's important for all managers and leaders to be considerate of what their teams may be dealing with at home as well. And maybe they don't have a home environment that is conducive to high productivity. So I think you just have to be mindful of that. Um, but I also think there's some great benefits in this moment. Right now, we just hired um, someone new to our team who will be based in Newcastle because we've really seen that um, you can operate quite well virtually um, and that maybe you don't need to see people in the office every day to get stuff done. And I don't think we would have all been as open to that if we hadn't have proven it to ourselves within this moment now. So I think that's one of the great things that a lot of business, businesses might be realising firsthand at the moment. Um, with the rebrand, going from Bumble, making the shift... I like rebrands and I also like um, the transitions between uh, roles like of um, uh, I love stories of you know people blowing up or whatever and you know cracking and leaving their you know office or getting walked out that type of thing here we go um, what was the uh, what's the conversation when you are such a pivotal part of a brand I can imagine they would sort of be pretty up upset to see see you go how do you sort of have the conversation and soften the blow on such a big decision yeah, there was no mic drop me like speeding uh -huh. off in my car, dust twirling like <laughs> as I as I left. Um, it was I, I did go about it really considerately, and I I wanted to do that. I cared, and I still do care so much about Bumble. Um, you know, I was the first employee in Australia and had to launch it in this country, so I felt so attached to it and the team. So I went straight to Whitney, um, the CEO over in the US, and I, I told her about it and I gave her the opportunity. Um, you know, I, I wanted to let her know it was open for discussion a bit, but, um, you know, I, I had a few big conversations with her, but what made it easier was um, she really did me in it at the end, um, but I ended up working a five-month notice period and finishing out some big projects for them just so I could leave them in the best position possible. And I think that as a younger person, I definitely did do like the mic drop, see you later stuff um, a few times. And it, yeah, <laughs> but it's just better um, to go about it considerately. Like you come into a company trying to make a good impression on people and that's how you should act leaving a company as well.
Look, I think if you cross a bridge and then burn it down, you can't get back to the other side. So it's probably the best thing not to burn it down a bridge. That's why we yeah. burn down bridges. Unless Sam, the people on the, the other side of the bridge on... are fucked, right? Like, let's be like, it's yeah, okay to burn yeah. some bridges. Just like, you've got to <laughs> well, pick I don't know. I don't know. But you've um, never Sam, burnt a bridge? Five month... to... TJ, you've never... I was just going to say, Sebs, can we put that five-month clause on your employment, please? I mean, that can go either your... way, I feel, Michelle. Five, like, yeah. having, having someone that gives five months notice I've seen like where it's like really great and you pass it on and then there's the other side which is just like dragging a lot of time to ruin a company yeah a lot of, <laughs> a lot of time to burn shit up right <laughs> well I guess you know I was really lucky because they always um really trusted me I think they know I was not going to um tear it to the ground um and I love the things I got to do at the end, you know, like the last thing I did was work on the Melbourne Cup and that's such a, you know, a huge moment for a company So and, and very public as well. So I was never going to um, stuff that one up. Uh, Michelle, what do you think, um, putting your marketing hat on, I guess it's always on, not that you're wearing a hat now, but in t- <laughs> for, a, for a brand that doesn't have a, a powerhouse community behind it, like the kick, girls and and the business you're in what do you think the sort of go like one area to invest in your market one area to invest your marketing efforts in when you don't have a when you don't have a community yet i think you can't do anything without a great product i don't know if that's just an obvious um you know cliche response um but you will never get a good community anyway if you don't have a decent product to offer them i think you know everyone says product is king um and you can have a great product without it you know making a big difference in the world as well and you'll still get this cult following if it's an amazing product um so i think just nailing the offering um is the best is the best thing to start with and then you can go about the community that comes with it so you were talking michelle about the the fact that things obviously changed for keep it cleaner with all the COVID stuff was the like were you guys going to be doing a lot of events or where where, where was that big impact yeah we were going to be doing a lot of events and activations within australia um, and we were also looking at international expansion so we did have a few things um kind of already in the calendar for overseas um so obviously pulled the plug on all of that but i do think it's been a good time for us to really reassess and regroup um and a great time to just bring the team together um you know a few new team members at the moment and it is a small company so it's a good chance for us to reset and really get all of our strategy in place before we um you know kick off again i guess it's a time for businesses to also look at the product offering and look at their offering and and spend the time there because I know that when you're when you're flying and you're trying to br- build out the team, we need more people. It that can be a real distraction. Do you think there is a disadvantage to growing fast in a business, Michelle? And if so, what what do you think it is? Yeah, um, I think that you. I mean, that probably comes back to reactiveness a little bit as well. I think that sometimes you can be so distracted by what's going on around you or what your competitors are doing that you might make some quick decisions to try and keep up, but they might not actually be the best decisions for your brand. Um, so even just going back to what you were saying before, you know, without giving away too much, 
we have been using this time to look at our product and how we can make the user experience even better. Um, but again, you know, there's only so much you can slow down, especially within those first few years in, in the startup space. But I think it's just about being um, staying laser focused on what your goal is and, you know, not letting anything kind of come into that lane to distract you from that. You've, uh, at Keep It Cleaner, there's like a few pillars. There's obviously sort of the digital product, but um, I panic bought a bunch of the, <laughs> the balls um, like a few <laughs> weeks ago, but I ate them all in the first so two good. days. And the problem is I think there's an odd number or whatever. So my girlfriend, Bree and I are all wait, like arguing who gets the, the third ball. But um, what, what's what's the what's the deal when it comes to um, like I'm curious about the, the COVID nineteen stuff. Like how does how does supply chain and stuff from a food perspective has there been any interesting stuff with there? But also the challenges of having such differing sort of parts of the business. Yeah. So I honestly am not um, the go to person for grocery and can't speak from experience about how that's been because we have a separate grocery team who manage all of that. They sit within our office, um, but it is a separate, you know, department um, and kind of structure over there. Um, but of course, you know, this has been, um, a, it's impacted them enormously, um, particularly because of all of the panic buying and you know stock coming from places outside of Australia um, but yeah I don't proactively work on the grocery side so um, I can't share as much knowledge as I'd like to there. Josh I, it's so annoying you wanted the discount right for the balls? Yeah to be honest I don't like the, the exercising bit I'm, I'm with you Michelle like the um, the food the food bit sort of is, is where you're saying, you're but, saying um, abs are made in the kitchen, right, Josh? That's your thing. What do you um, can't un outrun uh, a I bad mean, diet? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the word, the words, pivot, uh, opportunity, very, very common at the moment, Michelle. Uh, those words being used. I mean, within your vocab, in what you're doing, are you looking for that, or are you just sort of going nut? Nah, we've got the opportunity, let's not get distracted. Um, we, the, the only thing, you know, that we've really done to positive, you know, positively help people at the moment is the virtual gym. Um, so that was us really leaning into the COVID-19 situation, having a look internally and thinking, what can we do here to help people? That was the pure basis for that. And we've had thousands of people on those lives every week and we've loved being able to do that it's obviously completely free open to anyone um so it means it's really accessible and you can keep moving within your home and just get a bit of a taste for what keep it cleaner is like without actually having to subscribe which i think is really important at the moment because so many people are being impacted financially um and that's the, the one thing that we did to um, acknowledge this time, which I think is really important. Um, and then in the background, we've stayed focused on what we have coming up after this. Um, so yeah, that that's really the, the key change for us at the moment. I, I love it because it's almost like looking for where can we bring more value in this time? I think a lot of people might mistake the opportunity with where can, where's the opportunity for us? It's a bit like inward focused versus outwards and it sounds like yeah outwards for you guys 
yeah the virtual gym um you know it was definitely if anything it makes you think you know are we going to lose people doing this because we're putting so much free content out there but i don't think that that's what's important at the moment that's not the right way to be thinking about this um so it really did come from a place of wanting to do good and i think it does say so much about laura and steph because you know they've been giving their time um every week two or three times a week um and that just says so much about them as well um which yeah i love and what's your screen time been like since being in iso oh my god i've actually um yeah i, I yesterday i think i said to someone am i going blind um because i was starting to see <laughs> colors different, differently um that i feel talk tick yet any of the, so the there's oh, the, the shannon the shannon in the comments saying that michelle and bill are my favorite on TikTok. so <laughs> yes. oh. Oh my God. Yeah. I have been doing some TikToks with my boyfriend, but he is a way better dancer than me. So every time I put them up, it's with a little bit of hesitation because I just look so bad compared to him. Um, so yeah, TikTok's a good little side hobby at the moment. <laughs> I um uh, on a- Bill I did a I uh, did a panic I was doing a lot of panic stuff lately one of them was a panic <laughs> head shave which is an absolute disaster oh. like it's yeah it's all sort of happened it started it's yeah anyway uh, he's got a very nice head uh, is it, what what is he doing what does he sort of do how does it what's the what's the maintenance is there sort of when when you do the scalp first, health products yeah scalp health what, what's what's yeah, he using yeah. help help Michelle. <laughs> He's lucky his head is quite a nice shape, um, but he moisturizes his whole like face. Head. Like if he was putting on face moisturizer, his face stops like back here. Really? So he'll make sure he extends it all the way. Um, but he, sha- he shaves it all all the time. But um, he was actually going to try to grow out. He does still have some growth around here. <laughs> So his ISO hair moment was going to be growing out the sides and dyeing them like platinum. Um, but it just looked so horrific that I we, we put a stop to that. <laughs> it would have been good for TikTok. They would have loved it. But I, th- yeah, it's, I mean, is he going, is the aim of the game when you are bald to have it shiny or is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've really got to put a lot of sun cream on it. I'm, really? I mean, you've got the thing on, so you're protected. But uh-huh. yeah, his bald little head can get very um, sunburnt sometimes. So mm-hmm. always got to make sure that you've got lots of sun cream on and just keep it really moisturized. And I think he shaves it every second day. Really? Any like, uh, wow. did he get any breakouts or anything with using so much moisturizer? I always worry about that with moisturizer, you know? <laughs> he's quite lucky he has good skin um yeah. but i'll let you know what brand he's using um and maybe you should try that one yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, any itching i mean we could do yeah, a whole, like, do a whole episode <laughs> have you um yeah does he get an itchy head um don't think so i don't know <laughs> does he wear beanies much yeah he loves he loves it okay. he loves that you know when we first met it was always hats on because I think he was in a little bit of um, denial about the inevitable that he was going to be bald. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, but now he's embraced it. You know, mm-hmm. he he sells caps and jumpers that say bald. Oh, really? He's really <laughs> yeah, lent it. You can go that way with it, can't you? You just sort of really lean in. I respect yeah, you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
I mean, you need to create a um, Instagram account for your head, Josh. I mean, yeah. that's what I've got one for my to toe thumb. Lean I've into got it. like toe thumb underscore toe thumb on Instagram <laughs> if you want to follow him. But, oh my um, god, toe. Yeah, yeah, it's both sides. They're yeah. called a club thumb. Uh, Megan Fox has one. But, um, and so, yeah, I mean, so was there a point where he shaved his head and then grew it back? Because the thing that seems to be happening is everyone's like, oh, it will grow back quick, which I find offensive because maybe this is like my rebrand. And so, like, maybe I don't want it to grow back. I think if it's thinning out, like, you've just got to, um, you just got to take the plunge. Mm-hmm. Um, for Bill, it came down to a photo. I can still see the photo in my mind. He was, it was like from one of his games and he was running with the ball and he had been like um, flattening down the little bit of hair that he had left, but obviously playing in the game and it all popped up and it's just the worst look ever. So it was after that photo that it was all shaven off. Was it emotional? Do you remember the? Would you remember the actual the whole shaving experience? Of like you and him in the shower, sort of doing it together. Like, yeah, we've actually got photos um, of me just um, shaving it all off. It was fine because everyone then just said how much better he looked bald. So it's, yeah. it's worked for him. Okay. Uh, beauty regimes in uh, in ISO. I mean, it's either a beauty disaster. Josh shaving his head could be seen as a breakdown, mm. but. What, what what's your go to yeah. in a lot um, of skin lines for, been... your, for your skin yeah. in the uh, in the comments? So yeah, you giving yeah. us a breakdown would be nice. Oh okay. Um, so I usually am really lazy with my skin, but I was getting the ISO breakouts. So I invested in a well. When I say invest, one of them was thirteen dollars. Um, so <laughs> I got a really good vitamin C. Um, serum, which is from La Roche-Posay. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. And then another good serum to put over the top of that, which is from The Ordinary, that was only $13. I feel like that's the one everyone wants to know about. Okay, sure. Nice. Get those, snap those up. Hey, um, just uh, Michelle, what's something you're looking forward to on the other side of ISO personally, not work-wise, something that, um, that you're just craving or looking forward to? Oh, I just can't wait to go out for dinner. I feel like I'll never say no to plans ever again. I just want to go out for a nice meal, drink a little too much, and then go out. <laughs> I reckon that will change. Yeah. I reckon like you'll regret saying that. Like now that you've got your <laughs> Melbourne mates, we'll just be <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah, Michelle will come every like she'll she'll go to any event. We, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, what's your go-to <laughs> restaurant in in Melbourne? What do you what do you normally like to go to? Oh, I said this to someone yesterday, but I'd only just started going to Francois, which people had told me was like a cool place to go to in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm really trying to fit in. So I want to do, you know, what's going to place. Is that the Cremorne place? Is that that one? No. Where's Francois? No. On Turak Road. Turak Road. Okay. Yeah. yeah, French, but French. It's got awesome steaks, snails. It's where I had my first snail. It's it's yeah, really nice. We should do a, we should, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, we should all go. <laughs> How about that? I'm asking if we're friends, and then um, <laughs> I mean, I to, to be honest, to be honest, French uh, cuisine, uh, like it's not, it's not my favourite. I would um, no, do steak and fries, dude. I would go, oh, no, I would go. I'd go Mexican, Thai, like there's probably, uh, there's a bigger list before. What, what is it? Was it just the experience or do you actually like 
the food more than sort of your average food? Well, it's just that I've been there twice and both times that I went there, it just turned into a really good night. So I feel like it's okay. a great place yeah. to start if you're looking for a, a good time. Okay. Um, so yeah. That's really, really what it comes down to. And the food and just the atmosphere is amazing. And I just, yeah, I'm just dying to go out mm -hmm. for dinner with a limited friendship you know the friends that i do have or you guys now <laughs> yeah limited yeah, yeah. i've never heard anyone <laughs> say it. add limited friendship group to their <laughs> the, the, yeah, no. and um so are you a traveler do you like traveling yeah that's definitely one thing that i am missing um it when i was working at bumble i was traveling so i was actually catching over a hundred flights a year um i worked mm -hmm. out um, and I was going overseas all the time. I feel fortunate that I'd, I'd already gone to Sri Lanka um, earlier this year, just before lockdown happened. So I'm happy that I got that under my belt because that will you know, help me kind of hang tight for a while. Um, but I definitely am missing traveling. I think this is the longest I've been in one spot for it would have to be at least four years. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely, that's where the cabin fever is coming from, I think. But I also know in the back of my mind that everything at Keep It Cleaner is going to begin to happen, you know, as fast as I've seen it happen in the past. So I, I know it won't be long before there's travel again. Well, if I am allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, what, are you, what are you grateful for at the moment just in, in this new world that we're living in? Oh, the strangest things, like even... um. Even like looking outside now and it's a bad day, I feel like I don't think like that anymore because I just want to be out in it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think just getting outside, like the, the littlest things that I never even used to think of and take for granted, I'm grateful that we're all learning that at the moment. I think it's going to make us all better people. I can see us all now, you know, telling our kids, I don't know if you guys have kids, I don't, but about this time when we were trapped indoors, um, and just, you know, help them to appreciate those sorts of things. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, it is crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, my grandfather was in the prisoner of war, like he was in the generation of World War Two. But I mean, he was an older grandpa of my generation. So this is this is our equivalent of something where With Uber rates, we're all forced. A lot of Uber rates and, <laughs> I mean, you know, sort yeah, of Netflix. A it's a little bit Japanese different, right? War it's camps, just but, the worst um, thing to happen you know, is the Uber Eats guy doesn't actually go up yeah. the lift and I have to go down. Yeah, but other yeah. than that, tremendous <laughs> And Francoise is closed. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. absolutely yeah, annoying. Yeah. I had to get um, Francoise delivered and the snails <laughs> are cold. Enough snails. Do you eat the snails cold or hot? Hot. Jeez, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're eating them cold, surely that would just be like, you could pick one up off a the slug. street. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But maybe it's like sushi, you know, like the good stuff. If you get the good snails yeah. or whatever, you can do it that way. Yeah. No, definitely warm. Um, mm -hmm. And it's all, they're just cooking amazing. Is it like a garlic butter? I can't quite remember, oh, but yeah. it's the sauce that they're in that just mm -hmm. makes it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's I always mean, interesting it's though. You, like you realise the next day that it was Russ Keys is saying, "Oh, JJ, expand your boundaries." Well, the, the thing is, Russ, I, like I liked lots of different foods. I ate f French food in in France. Um, how more? How more open can I fucking Look be? Out. But um, oh. I had a crepe underneath the Eiffel Tower. I mean, if, if that's not expanding your boundaries, it cost an absolute bomb. It was like I think yeah. twenty five euros for a crepe, and uh, <laughs> we nearly got. Um, God. 
you'd yeah. pay you'd pay that twenty five euros once again with yeah. being inside. Oh, definitely. Like this. So, oh, yeah, exactly. Um, right, um, Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's um, it's a, it's our twenty four hour episode, so uh, we're really appreciative that you were able to make it on. You've been in the green room, and and we haven't said anything that's too defamatory after mm-hmm. already going for nearly six hours. So we really appreciate you. No, thank you so much for having me. Good luck with the rest of the show. Uh, th- thank thanks, you. thanks, Michelle. It could go either way, and so what I'll do is I... <laughs> it will go. It will yeah. go the way it will. Yeah, it will. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>